We're coming up on the end of the year, and I'm wondering if you are taking any time to dream. Are you thinking about what 2024 could bring? Are you making any plans, setting any goals? Or are you stuck in the grind of the day-to-day and don't know how to let yourself dream? If you're in either of those categories, this episode is for you. We're going to break through some barriers to dreaming and create some plans for the new year together. And to do this, I am bringing on the fabulous Polly Payne, the CEO and founder of Horatio Printing. Originally from the Gulf Coast of Alabama, she moved to New York City to pursue her dreams. And after six years in advertising, she moved to Horatio Street and began her dream to create a God-centered planner company. She has sold more than 45,000 dream planners around the world and raised more than $73,000 to fight human trafficking through her partnership with A21. Not only that, but Polly launched her own print school in 2022 to empower other dreamers to make their own Bible studies, journals, and planners. She is a big fan of empowering the next generation of creators. Polly now lives in Lookout Mountain, Georgia with her husband and two children. I figured who best to bring onto the podcast to end this year strong than one of the biggest dreamers I know. You're not going to want to miss our conversation, so grab a paper and pen and let's do some dream planning together. Hey friend, welcome to Pursuing Goals God's Way. Have you thought about finally starting that business now that your kids are older? Do you ever stay awake wondering how to mesh your passions into purposeful work? Do you have big, ambitious goals but feel overwhelmed or even unqualified to pursue them? Hey, I'm Gabe. Not too long ago, I longed for the confidence to start an online business. I just wanted to make a difference outside my home bubble using my gifts. But I kept telling myself that I wasn't good enough. I didn't know enough and I didn't have enough time until I realized something huge. My kids need me to be their example and they need to see me win. And yours do too. In this podcast, you will learn how to clarify your goals, plan with purpose, and ditch your distractions. If you're ready to make an impact and an income, all for the glory of God, then you're in the right place. As an avid runner, I believe life is one massive marathon. It's up to you to run your own race and to finish it well. So lace up those running shoes, pop in your earbuds, and let's do this thing. Hey, Polly, thank you so much for hanging out with me on Pursuing Goals God's Way. I am so excited to have this conversation with you today. Woohoo! Thanks for having me, Gabe. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, when I found out I was going to be interviewing you, I was super excited because I have listened to your podcast to be inspired to dream again as well and to learn how to dream plan. I mean, I'm I'm all about it. I'm a goal strategist. I do a lot of these things, but I just love being inspired by others too. It's motivating for me. I feel like I'm alone otherwise too. And I think it's just important for us to have these places that we can um, be inspired to really move forward with the dreams God has laid on our hearts. And so I'm just excited about this. But before we dive into all things dream planning, I already shared your professional bio, but I'd love to get started by you just sharing something unique about you. You can share a little bit about your family as well, but something that we might not know if we were to pop into your world. What you might not know is I am a artist. I'm a painter. Um, that's something I love to do. It's a passion of mine. It's definitely a passion that I lost for many years, but I'm slowly getting it back into my life. So, and my daughter and my kids get to participate when we do our art night, which is really fun. Sort of dabbling in watercolor again, uh, mostly acrylic, but that's a fun fact about me. 
Ooh, that's super fun. And I would say I am a closet wish I were artist or singer or something because I have no creative bone in my body that way. I can write. That's my creativity. But when it comes to watercolor or acrylics, do you have a specific type of thing you like to create? You know, some people are in nature or they like flowers or whatever. Do you have something specific or do you just kind of do your thing? I would love to be more of like a surrealist or like an impressionist artist that's like really like just these pretty impressionist paintings, but I'm a realist. Like I paint a face, you know, like I have paintings, like I have a painting of like Marilyn Monroe and it's like, it's her, you know, or Italy. I like to paint things that inspire me. Remember the first time I went to Venice, I was like, it was such, it was like walking around in a painting. I had to do art. Like I felt like I was going to crawl out of my skin if I didn't draw something. And I literally walked into like a Venetian mask store and I was like, I need paint, art supplies. And, you know, I didn't speak Italian. And I like pointed to like the can of turpentine on the floor. And he was like, oh, and he told us, you know, take a left and a right and a right and a left and a left and a right. And there's an art store. And so my mother was like, we're never going to find this art store. And we did. We found it. It was right and hidden in uh, St. or in the St. Mark Square. And I just found a a little dock and I sat there and did um, oil pastels because those are the easiest to do on the on the go. And um, yeah, just painted what I saw. I used to do that in New York quite a bit, um, but got a itch to be a painter in high school. Hmm, that's so cool. I love that you've kept it up as well, because I know um, a lot of times we will put away our hobbies or whatnot, because we feel like we don't have the time to invest in them. But I also think it's so important for us to be able to have that time to be creative in whatever avenue that God has gifted us. And so I love that you do that. And I feel like that's kind of a part of dreaming is taking our skills and talents and doing something with it and being creative because we are creative beings. We were meant to create. Um, and I want to get into that. But first, before I ask you that question, I'd love to hear a little bit more about why making dreaming a priority in our life is actually important. So I think your dreams are tied to your expectations of the future and I think it's really easy for us to get caught in skepticism or uh, like a defeatist nature or doomsday kind of stuff, <laughs> you know, just turn on the news, you know, like we're all going to die next month or something, you know, I mean, it's just, it's so much. And I think dreaming is something that God has put in us, you know, the ability to dream, the ability to have an idea and then see it to fruition. Um, our imagination is so God inspired. And so if we harness it well, obviously our imagination can go to dark places too, which is why we have to guard our heart and guard our mind and protect it and continuously renew it. Um, but I think, you know, we serve a really big God and he puts dreams in our hearts, not to mock us, but to inspire us. And so I think it's really vital to our human DNA to dream, to risk, and to create. And so that's that's part of our humanity. We've done it since the beginning of humanity, you know, with 
all the inventions. And I think sometimes we get caught up in the idea that like, I'm not supposed to dream. I'm not supposed to plan things because I'm supposed to just wait for God to tell me exactly what to do. So I'm just going to stay right here. I'm not going to do anything until I get the go. And, uh, you know, I'm going to live really, really small. Um, and I don't want to step into any greatness. I don't want to make a mistake. I don't want to make the wrong move. I want to just obey. And we're supposed to just obey. We're not supposed to dream and create on our own. Um, but I think creating and dreaming, that's part of worship. That's part of your humanity. It's part of how God created you, you know, and like for me and my painting, I don't paint to pay the bills. I just have to create something. And there's been seasons where I completely put that on the back burner. I'm a back burner Betty on a lot of things. And painting was that for many years, you know, it was total back burner um, during diaper seasons, which I'm still in a diaper season with my youngest. Um, so painting isn't happening as often as I want, but I just think it's, it's part of that spark in you to create, whether that's a meal or an event, you know, we're created to create. I love that. And I love that you said that being really creativity comes in our work. And I think we talked about this before too, is that God created us to work. Like we were meant to do that, but we're not meant to just work in the mundane. We're not meant to just work to work. We're meant to work to glorify God and creating is a part of that. And I love that we are the only beings in the world who can have that creativity, who have the ideas and can be inspired to make things. I look at it and yes, animals make their caves and their places, you know, but it's so different than what we've been able to do. And looking at even the past, I think I'm I'm like, wow, how people have been inspired, how we've come along the way from way back in ancient times and all of the, I mean, just think about the internet, like we take it for granted, but that wasn't a thing not too long ago. Like just the fact that somebody had an idea that there could be waves in the atmosphere to make this happen, just crazy. And so I love that God's given us that um, ability to be creative. And I would also say too, and maybe this is for you, Polly, when you're painting, your creativity comes out, but you also like maybe have some revelations or different things. I feel that way when I'm running. Um, God, I feel like God speaks to me when I'm running or hiking. Now those aren't like me being creative, right? But they're outlets of mine that I'm passionate about. And when I get the time to do that, I feel like I have these downloads or these revelations. I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. I need to write that down. Or, you know, I, it helps me solve some different problems with some solutions. Um, do you have that happen with you when you're doing what you love with painting? I would say, I don't know if so much with painting. Painting's more of like, for me, um, you know, the scripture that's like, whatever is beautiful, whatever is lovely, whatever is kind, like, think on such things, like consider these things. Cause it's, it helps you like, that's what painting is for me. It's just sitting in the beauty of creation. So it's a little more of like a peaceful time for my mind. Um, for me, I would say my biggest download moments from God has been in journaling or in the practice of solitude um, or in worship. 
that's when I see a vision of something. I feel like, oh my gosh, I'm supposed to do this. Or this is something, it's kind of fuzzy, but it's in the future. Um, or a dream or just a word. So I think it's different for everybody. I don't know. I don't run. I'm sure there's some sort of runner's high. Mine's more of like a runner's uh, death. I just want to like fall down and say, please don't make me run anymore. <laughs> I never could get to, to that, but um, I'm sure it feels great. <laughs> oh yeah. Or even like walking. I don't know. I just think I'm inspired. I'm inspired just oh, by yeah, nature, walking. right? Yeah. I do walk. Yeah. 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 But that's very cool. Um, So I know we talked a little about, about creating, we were created to create, and you talked a little bit about that. And um, I'd love to hear a little bit more. If you want to tell me, just explain to me, what does that really mean to you? We were created to create. Well, it's going back to that DNA of our humanity. And it's because we are created in the image of God you know, we're created in his, in his image and he's a creator. He's the great painter. He's the great artist. Um, you know, and he uses his words to create God said, let there be light. And he spoke and it was, and we are also called to create in our life. Um, and I think, I was reading this book many years ago. It inspired me to make my company and it's called The Artisan Soul by Erwin McManus. And it's his theory, not theory, but like the hypothesis of the book is that we are created in the image of God and therefore our life is our greatest masterpiece. And we all are an artist because we're created in his image. Even if we don't feel like we have a creative bone in our body, um, your life is your art. And how you craft it, how you schedule it, how you pursue your dreams, how you say no to things, how you own your craft versus live in like victimhood and like life's just happening to me and I'm just going to fly by the seat of my pants, which we all get in those seasons and no shame uh, throwing around here. But when we really say, you know what, I have authority on my time, I can craft this, I know I want to become who God's called me to become. And I need to spend more time with him to do that. Or I need to stop doing this, or I want to start making time for this big dream he put in my heart. Uh, that's kind of what called created to create is. And for me, that's why I made the planner. I needed to craft my time so I could pursue my dream. And the planner was both a tool to help me do that. Cause I needed to, to do that with my own time, but also it was part of my dream. Cause that's what I was making. I love that. Your life is your craft. Like we mm -hmm. are crafting our life. That is so powerful. And let's talk a little bit about dreaming. I'd love to hear what your number one dream is right now. Got many dreams. Obviously, you know, over here, like we're launching our 10th planner collection. We just launched our 10th planner collection at Horatio Printing. Um, so I've been in this game for a while now. And a year and a half ago, uh, launched print school. So now I'm empowering other people to print their thing. So that's been a big dream, but that's kind of been accomplished. Um, it's, ha it's out there, you know, we're, we're doing that. One of my big dreams professionally is to raise a hundred thousand dollars to fight human trafficking. We've been doing that at Horatio printing, donating 20% of our profits quarterly. Um, we're in the seventies right now. Uh, so we're on our way to the top of the mountain and that's really exciting. But 
I think fundamentally my number one dream never changes. And my number one dream is wholeness. It's absolute wholeness because when we are living in wholeness, not perfection, but just wholeness, like I've gotten, I'm, I got my sleep <laughs> or my marriage is not, nothing's on fire, right? Everything is, is being nurtured, not perfect, but it's being nurtured all parts of me. When I'm walking into wholeness, God can lay his calling on me and I can carry it. And that's, that's what's important. And it's like, God, you know, God has paused callings on me or waited until I got ducks in a row, not to say that he's withholding or like he's this stingy God, or he's, you know, he won't use you unless you're perfect. Cause God has blessed me and used me in all my imperfections. And I have many, um, but I think wholeness allows you to carry the calling. Cause some callings have weight, you know, running a business, running a company, there's weight to that, you know, being a parent, there's weight to that being a parent of three, there's weight to that. And the more you can walk and live in wholeness, you can carry that calling and uh, carry it well. And so that's the number one dream is to walk in wholeness. And that looks like nurturing all the parts of you weekly. Mm, I love that because it just encompasses everything that we are meant to be like, we're meant, we're called to wholeness. And like, I love that you said not perfection because a lot of us could say, well, wholeness means perfection. Yeah. Not whole 30, not whole 30. Uh, <laughs> not to say whole 30 is bad. Uh, I've done my share of it, but um, it, that calls for, for, for perfection, right? If you mess up on whole 30, you have to start completely over. Like that is not my jam uh, because that would be utter chaos. Um, but walking in wholeness, pushing towards wholeness, uh, nurturing those parts of you, like whether that's your spiritual, that's really empty, all those different cups that you have, like which ones are the most empty, like nurturing those so you can carry your calling. And would you say that would be a top dream for pretty much any of us? Any of us. Yeah. That's my number one. Like what dream should I start with? It's like that one, <laughs> that one. Um, what area of your life is on fire the most or the cups, the most empty? Is it your financial life? Okay. Let's get that in order. Cause that's going to touch your professional life. That's going to touch your marriage. That's going to touch your health. You know what I mean? The stress of it. So like, let's get that going. Let's get one thing on the schedule per week where you spend time pouring into that part of you. Mm -hmm. so good mm -hmm. and sometimes it's like well what if I don't know which part that is um what would you say like how do we figure out which part it is if maybe there's not one that's really outright this is the thing that's needing to happen so in the planner um in the front there's a wheel and you label the wheel most of the sides are labeled there's spiritual your spiritual life your home, your dwellings, that's an extension of you. It, it, the state of your home affects you. Your uh, marriage, if you're married, your motherhood, if you're a mother. Uh, I say spiritual already, financial, professional, and then you as a person, how are you? And so you just assess it. You do a little assessment. You could do this right now on your sheet of paper. You could list all those different pieces of you. And on a scale of one to 10, how encouraged or discouraged are you in those areas? And what you're going to do from that is look at your top areas, 
you're the most encouraged in and which ones are you the most discouraged in? And what we do in the planner, and I actually brought in a guest expert, Chelsea Joe. She helped uh, create some of this content that comes with the planner from her method. And that's where you build out these fundamental needs. So every single week I have eight fundamental needs that I put into my schedule. Um, even if this area of my life is doing great, well, that's okay. Keep doing the fundamental need. You know what I mean? It's great for a reason. Keep showing up for that. Um, and you, you just add these little habits, actions into your schedule. And so you have to sit down and consider it. You have to sit down and ponder, um, make time for that. And in our planner at Horatio Printing, there's an entire course that comes with the planner called the Dream Planning Essentials course. And it actually teaches you how to do this. So you're not like trying to figure it out on your own. Mm, yeah, I love that. And this is so tangible. This is something that listeners can do right now. I did say in the beginning they needed to bring a paper and pen because I knew they were going to need to take notes. But it's definitely something that can be journaled throughout this next week, just kind of looking through those different categories and come back to this part if you need to, you know, pause it and do this with us um, because it is really important knowing, and that's kind of a part of balance, right? Balance is kind of a, a taboo word because you really can't have a hundred percent balance in every category, but being balanced, I almost think of it as having fullness. It's mm -hmm. knowing that my life is intact and that, um, you know, it's being, it's life-giving, right? Like mm -hmm. every part of my life is in order, not perfection, but there's some type of order. And that to me is balance because if something's out of whack, then it's something that needs to be addressed so that we can kind of get back to that place that we were called to. Yep. It's like every single main priority has time in my week where it is a priority. And that way it never has to go into this other column called urgent. Uh, it's on fire. You know what I mean? Because usually we won't deal with stuff. If it's in an area we're kind of stinking in or an area we're discouraged in, we don't really want to open it because it's discouraging, right? <laughs> like, you know, if you're really unhappy with your health, like you just, you kind of want to just stick with an area you're doing good at. Like maybe that's your professional life. Like I just want to hang out over here because this is where I'm good. I'm good at this part. I'm not good at that part. I don't like to goal set over there. I'm not good over there, but that's exactly why you need to goal set over there. It's because we're not doing good over there. And we have to have this holistic view so you can move forward and carry your calling. And so um, just giving yourself that time to consider it and to create like, all right, what's my one thing I'm going to do in each area in my week so that things don't catch on fire, right? Like, what am I doing to nurture my marriage so that we're not in counseling in six months? You know, it's, it all, it all adds up. If you neglect an area for too long, it will become urgent. And that's why we have to do things that are important, even when they're not urgent. And I find creatively when I work on a project that's important, but it's not urgent yet. I enjoy the project more because it's not urgent. I can have more fun with it because I'm not trying to like whip out a graphic the night before. Ah, you know what I mean? Like I can work under pressure, but I can have more fun, creatively speaking, when it's not so urgent. Mm, yeah, I I find that things that I push back or, you know, 
just don't want to deal with at that time, it makes it so much harder than if I were just to keep up with it. Right. And so I think about that, even this is just a weird, tangible thing, but uh, email, a lot of people get bogged down in email. You know, they have mil. I don't, some, some people are like, I have thousands of emails I haven't read. I'm like, how do you do that and feel good about it? Because my email is pretty much empty almost all the time because I just get rid of things that don't need to be there. Um, but it's like that. And then it's at that point, well, now what do I do? Because I have all this stuff and it's now stressing me out because I can't find the important parts. But I feel like that with just the sections of our life too. It's almost like that where we need to kind of keep a cleanse of it and keep it ongoing. Even if it doesn't feel like it's an urgent thing right now, then it never has to feel like an urgent thing. So I love that you talk about that. Now, as we kind of wrap up, I want to bring this all kind of bring it all together and intertwine it with dreaming with God. Because one of the most important things is that we allow God to lead and we bring him into our goals and our dreams. Uh, so I'd love to hear um, your thoughts on how, how we can do this. How do we dream with God? That's such a good question. Um, we're all so different, you know, in the way that we talk to God, hear from God. Um, so I don't know if there's like a, this perfect recipe for everybody, but I think fundamentally the first foundation of dreaming with God is aligning in his will, is getting in alignment. I kind of have this analogy of if you've ever played piano, there's middle C and like you kind of have to know your hands have to be on middle C to start to like play. And I never learned how to read music. I always um, just did it by ear for three years. And so I would tell my mom, like, mom, come put my hands and then she'd start me and I would go. And, you know, if you start on the wrong note, uh, it's not going to play well. And so aligning with God is step one. And that can look a lot of different ways, whether that's worship, scripture reading, Bible study. But ultimately, it's coming to the feet of Jesus and sitting with him, spending time with him, uh, worship music, and just aligning in his will. And then ultimately, letting go of anything that you need to let go of. So usually when we host like a dream planning workshop, we'll start with heart check. And that's like, what do I need to let go of? What fears are holding me back? Who do I need to forgive? And really cleansing, like cleansing your heart, repenting, um, and starting with that fresh slate. And then trusting yourself to dream with Holy Spirit within, you know, like write it all out. Who, who, you know, what do you want to do? What are your dreams? Which ones are you scared to write down? Like get it all out there. Um, and then that's part one, actually, well, part one is aligning with God, right? Spending that time, cleansing, repenting, uh, writing down who you need to forgive, like the heart detox, right? Then you have the second step, which is like dreaming big bucket list, just letting yourself dream because you're a child of God and he's your father. And like just letting yourself have that creativity. And then the third part is the wheel, you know, which this wheel is, is the assessment of how you are in all areas and who do I want to become? I'm really declaring that like in my motherhood, who do I want to become in my marriage, in my finances, in my spiritual life, in my professional life, in my home, what do I want my home to look like, to be feel like for people to walk into, you declare that. And it's those two pieces that come together you know, the big dreams and the, who I want to become, that is your big dreams with God. And then the last step is totally surrendering it. 
Mm-hmm. Hey God, I have all these dreams. Thy will be done. If none of them happen, I'm okay. If one of them happens, glory be to God. If all of them happen, woohoo. But ultimately you surrender it. And like that, to, that's to me is how I do it. And um, it comes back to surrender. I love that. So especially with surrender, I know that's really hard for us uh, to just kind of let go and go, okay, whatever it is that you want, wherever you want me to start, that's where I'm going to be. What have you found to be the tipping point for you to know which parts to pursue? Well, back to the point of surrendering, I think it's like a muscle. You'll find that you surrender and God comes through. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like, it's like playing a card game with God. I'm like, you have this track record of how many times you've played with him. The first time you surrender all your cards to him to see what happens, it's, but then your 10th time and he's always come through. You know what I mean? And you've seen him, his faithfulness, even if it didn't make sense, but looking back, you can see it. You like, now it's like, duh, I'm going to surrender. Like he's got better. He has better plans. Please surrender. If it's not his, I don't want it. Like his plans are good. Your trust grows as you trust, you know, that's like a flex. It's just like a muscle you grow. Um, and I've just seen that time and time again, even when I was absolutely not heart detox and I'm still, you know, so undeserving of the things that he's blessed me with. At times he blessed me with it. It's just bizarre. Um, so what do I, which ones do I pursue? I pursue all of them. <laughs> I just kind of go, I just kind of do it. Obviously the great eight, like those fundamental needs are kind of like that daily thing. And then the other ones, you know, I'll make time for like my dreaming blocks, my dream time to work on something. I'll just kind of pick one at a time. I like that. And then God will direct if mm-hmm. we're listening. Yeah. I, and that's what I would say too. I I've found many times and I could go on lots of stories and tangents about times that I've trusted and I've surrendered and something happened that maybe I didn't even realize it did. It, I, I couldn't have called it that way, right? But it's just that surrender. But you do know it starts getting easier to kind of depict what what he's trying to do and where he's bringing us. So I love that. I love to wrap up this way, really leaning in on God as we dream. And I'm all about come up with, you know, like you said, dream, dream big, put everything down because yes, you probably, I always talk about having a hundred dreams list. You're probably not going to accomplish all a hundred in your lifetime, but it helps you just really develop that really kind of see, and then see which ones am I most passionate about? Which ones am I feeling led to right now? That's where you focus, right? And so I just think that's so good and tangible for listeners right now that they can implement. Um, Polly, this has been so fun. I'm so glad that you were able to come hang out with me, have this conversation. Now, I know listeners are going to want to connect with you. What's the best way for them to do that? Yep. So you can go to HoratioPrinting.com. It's a great place to connect with me, grab a dream planner. And if you are interested in printing your own thing, maybe you have a dream to make a planner company or a journal or a devotional or a luxury paper product, I have a free workshop at HoratioPrinting.com 
slash workshop where I teach my dream printing method. So I'd love to just kind of offer that to you if you want to take the next steps and follow that dream. I love it. And I do have some dreams to do devotionals at some point in my <laughs> life um, and some journals. I have lots of them written down. So I will have to connect with you on that at some point here. Thank you so much, Polly. This has been great. Thank you so much for joining me today. I had a great time and I hope you did too. Before we go though, make sure you follow the podcast on your favorite listening platform if you haven't already. If you resonate with this episode, please consider leaving a review on iTunes or share it with a friend as this helps grow the podcast. Also, if you're not a part of Simplicity and Motherhood, consider joining us. It's a free online community built to provide support and encouragement so you can create balance and live intentionally as you go after your biggest goals, God's way. Head on over to redhotmindset.com for more resources and to find the link to join the community. In all things I pray, you just run your race. I believe in you.